1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I have another edition of Tell Al Tuesday, and today we're going to actually play that game that I talked about a couple weeks ago on the radio show. Now, for those of you that listen to the show repeatedly, you know I did an episode where I talked about the Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas market. And one of the reasons I talked about that market is because I think it's a great place to invest your money. I think it has all of the things that are necessary for you to change your life by investing in real estate in that particular location And by investing in real estate in that location, you're going to get the benefit of all the different ways we make money in real estate. There's the cash flow. There's the equity capture. There's the natural appreciation. There's the principal pay down. There are the tax advantages that protect the cash flow. And if you're doing multifamily, there's something called multifamily forced appreciation. Now, my guest today... He is invested in that Kansas City market. As a matter of fact, I would, I would venture to say that he's a, a spearhead. What's a spearhead? A spearhead is somebody—well, this is a military term—a spearhead is somebody or something that goes first— into the target. And Steve was one of the first Lifestyles Unlimited members to immerse himself in that Kansas City market. Now, get this. You're going to love this because Steve doesn't live anywhere near Kansas City, not not even close, not even a state away. He lives on the West Coast. He lives in a place called... San Diego, California. So how does a guy who lives in San Diego, California wind up investing in the Kansas City market as a desired end stated goal of not only retiring his family, but retiring himself also? Well, we're going to find out on today's show. As a matter of fact, I think it's better for me to stop talking and bring Steve onto the show because you're going to learn a lot from this senior software architect who is right now at the point where he's getting close. To, well, Steve, let me bring you on the show because I'm about ready to to let loose some information that I think is better coming from your mouth. So Steve, welcome back to the show. It's so good to have you here. And what I was getting at is... Is there anything going on in your personal retirement life? Are you getting close to getting yourself retired with real estate?
2: Well, first of all, greetings from sunny San Diego, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, well, I I'm one of those people that uh, that has uh, achieved uh, financial freedom through lifestyles unlimited, but uh, I'm still enjoying my corporate job. I, I you know it, it's very challenging, and uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that don't don't go into it hating hating the job and wanting to get out i've actually been enjoying what i do so i'm i'm using both both my passive income and my uh my corporate income to continue to build my portfolio
1: so as a software architect you're you're big on problem solving is is that what you do for a living essentially
2: absolutely it's a it's a very strategic role i work in the high tech industry and uh we're looking at uh, how to save costs, how to have better quality uh, product out of my company, and things along those lines. And it's it's pretty much everything we do is around the quality of the product, and, uh, and we want to do it in an efficient and cost-effective way. So uh, lots of strategic uh, uh, aspects of my job.
1: You know, if I didn't know better, I would have thought you were describing your real estate investments because it kind of goes hand-in-hand, hand, does it not?
2: You know, it does. And I, I think that's something that a lot of people that are in corporate life will find is that a lot of the skills that they develop, whether it's in project management or some of the things you do with accounting or or strategic uh, planning, that is exactly what you're doing in, uh, in your real estate portfolio. So I think a lot of people will find a natural transition into
1: real estate. I think that's really, really cool because a lot of people, you know, get they get tunnel vision. They start thinking that real estate is too risky, it takes too much time, it takes too much money. But you found your experience with real estate a little bit different than that, correct?
2: You know, it's it's funny people people always worry about uh, you know, the toilets and the taxes and you know the things that uh that, that you and Dell cover on your shows that people think is so risky and uh takes too much time. But I found it just opposite. I find Uh, my investments in uh, stocks and and 401k much more risky because I have absolutely no control over that. And uh, I will tell you, I have done so much better. It's not even close, um, the returns that I've gotten in real estate um, compared to my 401k, for example. So the the returns, I I average probably anywhere from 18% and up annual basis on my real estate, whereas in in my 401k, uh, in stocks, you know, you don't know one year from the other, if you're going to go down 25% or maybe, maybe you'll go up 12% one year, but averaging it all out, it doesn't even come close to the real estate returns that uh, we've been able to receive. And that's, that's true for most people in uh, lifestyles that are
1: in the membership. Tell me what exactly you were doing, uh, as kind of a novice in real estate.
2: Well, a couple of things. I, I moved from uh, one house into a bigger house in San Diego and I had always wanted to do real estate. So, uh, what did I do? Like a lot of people do, I turned my first residence into a rental property and I owned that for many years. And, uh, and that was going fairly well, even though I honestly had no training and was learning on the fly. But, uh, then, then I got with a, a different real estate group before I got to lifestyles and, uh, started buying a, a few properties out of state and I bought my first one through them in Missouri in Kansas City and another another one in Dallas and uh, as I was listening to Dell on the radio you know a few years later you know I was I was listening to the the way that uh, Lifestyles does does single family residences and uh, or rentals and uh, I really liked that model a lot better than I was doing I was doing uh, for example I was doing some turnkey properties and uh, the problem with turnkeys is the turnkey uh developer, they'll they'll take all of the uh, equity out of the house because they basically fix everything up and then they sell it to you for maybe a little bit under market price, but you don't you don't get the equity capture that you do with the way that lifestyles does that. So that really excited me. So I came into Lifestyles, uh, you know, planning just to do single family homes with the uh, lifestyles process to, to buy rental properties. And uh, lo and behold, I found out all, all about multifamily investing, and I think it took me probably five or six years in lifestyles before I even bought a single-family house again. <laughs> so I went right into multifamily for the vast majority of everything I did.
1: So why why choose that multifamily route, especially after you have some single-family experience?
2: Well, there was a couple of things. Uh, the the returns were. Off the charts. I mean, you know, I'll, I, we can we can talk about some of the returns that uh, that I've, I've uh, achieved, but um, there's the the multifamily model works very differently from the single family model in that it's a commercial property and that and, and that allows you to have the value based on the income you generate, and that doesn't work that way in single family. In single family, your house is worth roughly what the house next door is is worth, and you may fix up a little bit and it'll go up a little bit, but you can't do the massive increase in value that you can do in multifamily. So so the returns are were something that really excited me. But uh, the bigger thing is, what most people that come into Lifestyles don't understand is multifamily investing is so much easier and so much less work than uh, single family. You are truly a passive investor, but you get all of the incredible benefits including tax benefits um, uh, through multifamily and you do you, if you're a passive investor uh, which is one of the one of the models that uh, lifestyle teaches you invest your money and you get uh, you get every quarter you get money deposited in the bank from uh, your, your rental income and so so the model was really exciting to me because it meant I could be more of a passive investor and, and, uh, and a lot
1: less work. So let me let me compare your working life to your real estate investing life. I'm guessing you, you put in easily 40 hours a week doing the job that you, you currently do. Is that a fair statement?
2: Uh, yes, at least. Absolutely.
1: How much time a week do you put into your real estate investing? Because what, one of the false beliefs that's out there is that you've taken on literally an additional 40-hour-a-week job. Is there any truth to that?
2: No, I, I probably spend a few hours a month on my real estate. And and that's that's across all of the multifamily. The multifamily is very easy because um I I have a spreadsheet where I just enter my, my returns in and uh, then I read the finan- the financials that, that are sent out by the, the lead investor that, that lifestyles has trained. So so that's really it for multifamily. For single family reasons it's a little bit more work and it's quite honestly it's not a lot more work, but it is a little bit more work um i'm i'm much more involved in uh you know in the whole process of doing upgrades and uh and uh, selecting uh tenants for my property and uh, some of the accounting so there's a little bit more accounting that you have to do with a single family so but overall um i i spend i don't know maybe maybe 5 hours a month on my real estate and across wow. with 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 that many uh, properties that I have, so I have seven single-family homes and eighteen multifamily uh, passive investments right now.
1: So five five hours a month compared to one hundred and sixty hours per week, which which seems like it's it's better for you. Now uh, we did point out you enjoy your job, and I and I think that's important for the audience to understand. You enjoy what you do for a living, so there's no reason to wreck that career. But you have regained 100% control over that career so if you decide you don't want to play anymore you you're not going to be damaged if you walk away is that a fair statement
2: that is that is it exactly um you know a lot of people today they they uh, face layoffs or they are really frustrated because they get like a 1 or 2% raise when when you when you um back yourself with passive income through real estate um, none of that seems to really matter anymore, because you know you give yourself raises in uh, in real estate, and much bigger raises than your company will give you. And when you have that comfort of knowing that if anything happens to your job, that that you know you will continue to survive because you've got a lot of passive income coming in. Um, it just you know Dell Del mentions this. It, it makes you perform better at your job because. You know, you know, you can be more honest with people and you, you really, it, there's, there's something about it, I can't describe it, but you just tend to perform much better when you know that you're not completely dependent on the income of a single source job.
1: Yeah, you've totally taken the fear out of it. I mean, the fear of losing your job, the fear of trying to survive without it, that income. You don't necessarily need that income. So that just puts you in a more relaxed state. And it gives you a sense of power, does it not?
2: Huh? It does. and And, you know... Now, now, if I want to retire, um, you know, I can determine when I want to retire. I, I don't have to worry that oh, I've got to throw in more in my bucket of 40K, 401k money, and am I going to have enough to survive um, if if I get laid off? You know, so two, three, four years before I uh, wanted to retire, and that you know, that's what happens in the corporate world so often that people plan to work until a certain certain point. And then they get laid off, you know, three years early, and then, well, what do they do? And there's always the concern about age discrimination when you're when you're interviewing for jobs, uh, you know, in your 50s, for example.
1: Yeah, and I know so exactly I, I what that's, that's like, there. man, because I, I dealt with that. We're getting ready to go to break, Steve. So what I want to tell the audience is that even though everything sounds like it's great for you and your family, you've dealt with tragedy. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited
0: at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people, but the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back.
1: Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com.
0: Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio
1: Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Steve. And together, we're working on your financial freedom. Now, up until this point in the show, it sounds like everything is just going Steve's way. But everything isn't exactly sunshine and roses for Steve and his family. His wife, Stephanie experienced a couple of major injuries and those major injuries caused a lot of problems, not only for her, but for the family. Steve, tell me about what happened to Stephanie.
2: Well, can you imagine having not one, uh, big injury, but two injuries that, uh, you know, take you out of the ability to work. And that's, that's exactly what my wife had in, uh, in 2019, she was just going out for a casual walk in the neighborhood with a friend and, uh, there was a a big uh, crack in the in the sidewalk, which she tripped over, fell down, and shattered her wrist. And uh, it required a complete rebuild of her wrist. Well, she's a she was at the time she was a cardiac tech in a hospital here in San Diego. In cardiac techs, you have to lift uh, patients and you have to push heavy equipment around, and there was just no way to do that. So. At that point, we had already replaced her income. And so in 2020, um, early 2020, I just told her, there's really no reason for you to go back to work. So she she, uh, was able to retire. Well, just this year, earlier this year on March 30th, we were on a family vacation in Michigan, and guess what, Um, fate struck her again. She was just walking down the stairway at uh, my brother-in-law's house, Um, missed a step, Um, actually, fell down the stairway, fell back on her ankle, snapped it in half and broke her other foot at the same time. So imagine being a person in, in good health and suddenly you have uh, both both feet broken where you can't walk at all. And so she, she had to go through major surgery in Michigan. We stayed in Michigan for six weeks because they wouldn't allow her to fly. And so if she had a job, can you imagine uh, telling your job that, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to would be disabled for seven months, and there's no way I can work, and and that's that's really what she was, and, and we had no idea at the time how long it was going to be, but you know this was a a major injury to her ankle. It you know she broke everything in her ankle, and had to have it completely rebuilt, and so we had we didn't know if it was going to be you know three months or or nine months, and as it turned out, it was closer to seven months that she was in a wheelchair, but you know we we were able to focus on her health, not our finances. Because our finances were already taken care of with our passive income,
1: and that must have just been a huge burden that was just lifted off of your shoulders that that must make you feel wonderful
2: absolutely it it you know it's passive income is really a blessing, and it has been for our family for quite some time now.
1: So let me switch gears on you, Steve, because um, earlier in the show we we kind of talked about the fact that you were invested in real estate prior to Lifestyles Unlimited. Um, you were a Dave Ramsey guy. I I also used to follow Dave Ramsey, so I, I get that whole concept. But explain to me how Dave Ramsey and real estate investing didn't quite work the way it should have worked.
2: Well, so so Dave Ramsey has some really good education for people that are, you know, really not very. Very well educated in how to run your finances. So, you know, the first the first three steps of Dave Ramsey are a thousand dollar thousand dollar emergency fund, and pay off your debt with the debt snowball, and you know, put together a three to six months expenses and savings. And I I think everybody should follow those those rules. Those are those are good rules that anybody should learn. But um, <clears throat> where, where it goes beyond that um, is is areas that I started struggling with because I. I was ironically, I was teaching the class and I was doing um, real estate using debt at the same time. So I felt a little bit like a hypocrite to tell you the truth. And finally, I just decided I, I couldn't do that anymore. But um, Dave, Dave Ramsey really is focused more on stocks and investing in the stock market. And uh, the the way that he recommends people to invest in, in uh, real estate is to save your money and buy the buy the real estate in cash. Um, unfortunately, that's not very very, realis- very realistic for the vast majority of the people um, that are out there because you would end up saving for you know ten fifteen years to to buy real estate with cash. Um, what we believe with the the lifestyles model is to leverage that investment. You know, put like twenty percent down mm-hmm. and uh, grow grow your wealth with the power of leverage. Um, and then, when you uh, are able to sell that house, you may be able to buy two more um, using leverage. And then that turns into eight, you know, four more, eight more. And so the speed of uh, real estate investment is highly accelerated by using the power of leverage. And and we use debt in a very smart and very conservative way. Um, whereas, uh, you know, with, with Dave, he really teaches not to use at all. And so those are those are the two big things that that I see.
1: <laughs> how many how many properties do you own in California? Uh
2: zero and 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 the reason the reason I do is one of the strategies that we uh learn in lifestyles is to really go into those markets that are much more uh friendly friendly toward toward landlords. Um California is is uh one of the most landlord unfriendly and challenging places to invest and so even though I live in, you know, in the far corner of uh, the country in San Diego, um, 100% of my uh, investments are in in landlord-friendly areas such as Tennessee and Texas and uh, and you know Kansas City, for example. And so, um, just just recently, um, in the last couple of years, I I took that uh, first property that I told you that that uh, was the first home we owned, and we still had it after 20 years um even even throughout many years and lifestyles i still carried that property but i um i had gained a lot of equity gain in california because you know california's a roller coaster right it's, it's super super quick highs and super super lows in in uh, the values of properties here so i took it on the upswing and i did a 1031 exchange and i exchanged that for for a fourplex in Kansas City, a single family home in Kansas City, and then a strategy that Lifestyles taught me. I was able to um, also use some of those funds to invest in uh, a, a few different multifamily properties. So I took one single family home in, in San Diego and exchanged it um, for a fourplex and a single family home in Kansas City and multiple multifamily investments and uh, significantly increased my cash flow uh, three to four times what I was getting on that, that plus my equity has gone um, way up as well. So all of that through the teachings of, uh, of my Lifestyles mentor.
1: I think that's pretty amazing, the fact that you recognize that you had an asset in a part of the country that wasn't necessarily the best place for you to invest. So you chose to dispose of that asset. You chose to take advantage of the Internal Revenue Service Code, to defer the taxes. So you didn't pay any taxes when you sold that property. All you did was exchange that property for other properties that are giving you the opportunities to make money five different ways. And in doing so, what has that done to your net worth over time? I mean, has 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 it just gone up a little bit? Has it doubled? What's, what's going on with your net worth by doing all this stuff?
2: Oh, it's significantly gone up. I mean, my real estate has, you know... Certainly doubled, if not more, um, my 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 net worth uh, since starting in real estate, and uh, you know it's just going to keep on going because it just it's the gift that keeps on giving real estate.
1: So, what do you look for specifically when you're when you're screening all the different fa- single family properties that are out there that you could buy? What is it you screen for specifically? Do you look for a certain amount of cash-on-cash cash return? Do you look for a certain amount of equity capture? What is your criteria?
2: Well, so pr- primarily I'm doing multifamily. Um, and so in multifamily, I I really look at the end-to-end return. So in, in some multifamily um, deals... It's, it's all about the cash flow in other deals. Um, you may wait for 18 months if you have what we call a value play. That's a property that needs to be really fixed up. Um, and so you may not get any cash flow for say, say 18 months. And so what I, what I try to do is I look at the end to end. What's going to be the total return, uh, with both the cash flow as well as the equity gain that we get when we sell it? And so I'm, I'm looking for, um, at least a uh, 18 to 20% return. Um When I add the cash flow and the equity returns um there there have been a few few uh properties that have underperformed but i've had i've had returns as high as uh four hundred percent in eighteen months, which is off the charts that's you now that's not that not the common thing that we get in all of ours, but those deals do come through and and so I've gotten into a couple of them like that
1: so it sounds like the the game plan is to get into an asset. That has the potential to double your money in five years or less, but you're okay with being surprised when something does much better.
2: Yeah, and I and I have been uh, in multiple instances, so it's it's not uncommon for us to get a hundred percent return over a few years. And, you know, I, I've done it in as little as eighteen months. Sometimes it takes five years, um, but you know, if if you look at that, the returns that we get in our real estate. And you compare that to what you're getting in the stock market, Um, I can just say that since I've been uh, an active investor, my real estate has blown away the returns on the stock market. And personally, I feel like it's a lot less risky because I have control over what I invest in. So it's it's more under my control rather than under you know some some Wall Street investor that's investing my funds and and the you know and and things like you know world issues like uh, wars and things will just kill the stock market and uh, yeah I'll tell you one thing in every recession that we've had my cash flow has has gone up regularly I, I do rent increases so. Whereas my, you know, the stocks that I've had in my 401k would go down, um, I, I've continued to increase my cash flow in my in my uh, investments. So it's it works opposite of what a lot of people think in terms of risk.
1: Do you even pay attention to what the stock markets market's doing nowadays?
2: Not not like I used to. I'll tell you, that. <laughs> I still have a little bit left left in there to invest. Um, I'm sorry, you know that that is still in my 401k, and I've been. Uh, pulling some money out of that uh, on a regular basis but uh, no I don't I don't really follow it uh, hardly at all anymore because I focus more on my real estate uh, that's that's really what is going to take care of my family long term
1: so outside of enduring I should say Stephanie did all the enduring but your family endured the injuries that she went through and and for the passive income, to always be there, she was able to get through that unscathed as well as the rest of you. What else has Lifestyles Unlimited helped you change in your life?
2: Well, I mean, it's, you know, in addition to just being, you know, calm with knowing that we're financially free, we've been able to do a few other things. So, you know, one of the goals that I had was to uh, cash flow my son's uh, uh, college income. And uh, a lot of people are using, you know, 529s or saving for years for their kids' college and probably not coming up with enough money. And so they have to take out a lot of loans. Well, we we have always called it in our family our, our, our tenant-based scholarship. So our tenants um, in our real estate paid for 100% of four years of college and housing for my son, Josh. And uh, he just graduated, and uh, with a finance real estate degree, and so he's in, he's going to be another real estate guy. He's just moved into your neck of the woods up in Austin, and so he's going to start his real uh, real estate career there. And uh, he's a member of Lifestyles as well.
1: Oh, that's awesome because we we do case studies up in Austin like once a quarter. Um, I look forward to actually meeting him. You, you should tell him to go find that funny-looking guy that that kicks off the case study, and say <laughs> hi and say that he's Steve's son. I'm guessing he's like what six foot nine or something because you're a big guy.
2: No, he's he's just a short little guy at six foot two. So he looks at, up to his dad, and he's pretty mad about that. He wanted to be taller than me.
1: <laughs> uh, he'll still tower over <laughs> me. It's I'm only six one. So yeah. <laughs> All right, a little bit of fun there. Hey. One of the things that I think you and I have had the opportunity to do is we've had the opportunity to make some lifelong friends. And Steve, I would consider you one of my lifelong friends. You're one of the first guys I met when I became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And I've, I've watched your real estate career grow and mature over the time that both of us have been Lifestyles Unlimited members. And I want to congratulate you on the successes. I want to congratulate you on your future opportunities. And I just want to say thank you very much for being a part of the Lifestyles Unlimited community. And for those of you listening to us out there, if you want to do what Steve's doing, if you want to do what I'm doing, if you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, sign up for that free workshop, and let's get you going.